Good morning and happy Saturday, you guys. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares on KSLM Radio, 104.3 FM and 1220 AM. And our sponsors for today is Oddmo's Pizza. So if you guys are looking for something to eat today for dinner, definitely give them a... Call. Yeah. Give them a call. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was late there. <laughs> Speaking of a call, there's a call coming right out. <laughs> my goodness, my apologies. So yes, give them a call. They've got amazing menu, more than just pizza. So definitely check them out. Their green monsters, absolutely phenomenal, and their potato poppers probably top the green monster in my book. Uh, they they have replaced the green monster they for you. They have officially. They're phenomenal. So definitely go over there, and they've got beer also. So if you're looking for that, and a third kicking cancer beer coming out at the end of the month. Oh no way! Yeah, it's going to be a blueberry hefeweizen. Oh. Okay. Yum. So, I don't so drink, but that sounds delicious. They, they have an IPA, mm-hmm. uh, a hazy IPA, and then they have a lime Corona, basically. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing a blueberry Hefeweizen. Holy smokes. And all of them have the Kicking Cancer logo on the side of the can. Okay. I like it. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Thank you, Mike. Mike's absolutely amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard him on our show, but you can go back to our older podcasts and, and hear his story. So pretty awesome. Um, And then our second sponsor is Mark Creamer with the Family Heritage Northwest. Mark is an exclusive agent for Globe Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. Mark can be reached at 503-341-4345 or on his website at familyheritagenw.com. And All I'm right. super excited to have a guest back. Yes. And Dee with us again. Hi, Dee Dee. Hi. How are you? So good. good. So good. Great to be here today. Really excited about uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. It's, I think uh, Dee and I talked about this a few weeks ago. This is a topic that needs to be addressed. And this yeah. is really what she has done for years. Yes, years. Um, it's going to be a, a, a pretty serious conversation. So let's let's do a few light things first. Mm-hmm. Good. How about a good light recipe? Okay, we're jumping into you. So your updates aren't. Uh, yeah, well, the updates light. not the not those. Light, so we're gonna do the recipe first. All right, perfect. This is a strawberry watermelon ice pop. Yum. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> and again, for listeners who just started to tune in, we've been doing this for a while now. This is a book called The Plant Based Diet, and this says the ice pops. Again, this. The seasons are starting to change. It's starting a little bit warmer. This yeah. might be a good time for this. Perfect time. Yeah. Ice pops make a great treat on hot summer days or when the late night sweet tooth is calling. Which is typical. Way too often for me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> They're simple to make and can be adjusted to many ways to meet your family's personal preferences. Feel free to get creative with other types of melons and fruits to make this recipe your own. Okay. Four ingredients. No, I'm sorry. Three ingredients. Three ingredients. Four cups of diced watermelon, four strawberries, tops removed, don't put those stems in there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and two tablespoons of freshly squeezed lemon juice. That's it. Oh, yum. Once again, I can't pronounce all those. Yeah. Oh, that sounds delicious. Right? Mm-hmm. So and I, yeah, you can totally add just your own twist with different fruits. Whatever you want. Yeah. So it says in a blender, combine combine the watermelon, strawberries, and lime juice. Blend for about two minutes until it's well combined. Pour evenly into those ice pot molds. Mm -hmm. Insert a stick. Freeze for six hours and serve. Perfect. Nice little delicious treat. and refreshing. All yes, the same time. and nutrition is like so important for your body to heal yep. and grab those nutrients to stay healthy. I and, love that. 
And a little cancer tip here. Watermelons are high in a in a chemical called lycopene. Prostate cancer specifically yes. hates prostate cancer hates lycopene. Yep. Okay. So eat your watermelon. Eat, eat your, your watermelon. watermelon. Kind of like what we did there. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda always gets a picture of this. She will at some point just email her to get a copy. But I would be remiss if I did not give you an update. For those that tuned in a couple weeks ago, we had John and Shyla's parents. John John and Shyla came in. She's a parent. They're the parents of Ozzy. Since they were here, it's gotten worse. Okay. They went in for an MRI a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Not only is the tumor not stable, the tumor is beginning to grow again. And I thought John did a great job of explaining exactly what this is. You know, just his whole thing about throwing the sand into the grass and trying to get all those sand out. Mm -hmm. But the tumor has woven its way through Ozzy's brain. And anyone who follows their family on social media, um, he has a breathing tube now. He has lost almost all mobility on his right-hand side. The family has called in hospice. And the last time I talked to Shyla, she said they're making him comfortable, as comfortable as possible in counting the days, which I think you can relate to, Didi. I can relate to that. So our thoughts and prayers go out to this family and any other family that is dealing with these traumatic events. We in this studio today can all agree that cancer is a great big fat jerk. Big That's jerk. probably a nice way to say it. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to say it. And so I just want to encourage um, anybody out there experiencing illness of any kind, you know, offer dinner, offer some places that you can go and eat, check out our sponsors that are sponsoring today and get those pizzas ordered and take them over to those families that, you know, are just needing a, a little handout, a little fellowship, a little breaking bread. And that connected in our community uh, is just it just proves to be so healing well I will tell you Amanda that um, whenever you put the show up on podcast on Monday I'm always just curious on how many will listen mm-hmm. well because Cynthia called in from South Carolina she also said hey listen we had a record 43 downloads on Monday alone oh that's awesome and then between Tuesday and Wednesday, we passed 75 downloads in three days, people listening to Ozzy's story. Oh, nice. that's awesome. That's I think as Ozzy and his family have touched uh, a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people are following their story, praying for them, not mm-hmm. just Ozzy, but his family. Um, and it, yeah. that's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Usually I share a story with you at the end. I want to share a story at the start. Because this story is going to tie into what I wanted Dee Dee to come in and talk about. Um, there's a lady in town. She's actually a realtor. And every year, Kicking Cancer has a charity golf tournament. You were at our one last mm-hmm. year. Oh, gosh. That was so much fun. Well, it's happening again this year. And uh, this gal's name is Carrie Hamilton. So it's the Carrie Hamilton Open. Okay. Because her company is sponsoring this golf tournament. Oh, fun. Except what Carrie went through, and I'm just going to try to hit the highlights because you can see her story on the website. But as I hit these highlights and then bring you some shocking information, it's going to tie into what I want Dee Dee to share. Okay. Cancer's a big fat jerk. (laughs) Big fat jerk. And cancer causes a lot of trauma. Yeah. Except in Carrie's case, we're going to add one more component that created more trauma, and that was COVID. Right. Yeah. So in late 2019, Carrie 
felt a lump in her right breast. So she called her doctor, and he decided to wait till her annual review in February to check it. So he waited four or five more months to even address the issue. Oh, wow. Right? So she goes in in February. The lump had gotten bigger in that time frame. He said, and she was only 40. She was just really 40. So she hadn't even thought about a mammogram. But he said, yeah, we should probably do a mammogram. The biopsy came back and it was positive. She had breast cancer, except she says that these are her words from her story, which you can find on our website. She says, keep in mind, COVID is just ramping up. Right. Because now it's early 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. My first meeting was with my oncologist, but because COVID guidelines were just being set, I could not have a support system with me. I was on a Zoom call, which <laughs> whole new set of traumas occurring, yeah. right? I was alone with a surgeon. We decided to do a lumpectomy and radiation. That was a quick decision and hard to make without anyone else hearing or supporting my decision. We've advocated that have somebody there with you because when you hear that cancer word, fight or flight kicks in. So I want Amanda with me to listen because I'm scared right now. Yeah. But she couldn't have anybody with her because of COVID protocols. Right. Um, So then she says April the 14th, which is a bit ironic because here we are in April. Right. (laughs) So April 14th, three years ago, is another day that really stands out to me. I got on a Zoom call with my geneticist and found out mm-hmm. that I carry the check two genetic mutation. Right. This changes everything. Yep. I would now have a mastectomy on my right side and not do the left until later. Right. Okay. This decision must be made this way because COVID and my type one diabetes. There's a lot of factors playing into her mm-hmm. diagnosis. Right. On April 29th, 2020, was a day of my surgery. It had been up in the air if Daryl, my husband, could take me and see me. Ultimately, that morning, the hospital decided he could do the pre-op with me and then see me about two minutes after surgery while they wheeled me to recovery. He could not go to my room or be with me for support. Right. That's got to be a tough because your support system is your rock through yeah. all of it. It's yeah. what helps push you through. Well, it gets worse. In my journey, um, they decided to use chemo. In COVID times, this was even looked differently. You could not have a support system. So my mom dropped me off. This is Salem Hospital. Dropped me off and I walked in all by myself. They hooked me up, put me a cold cap on, which... She has long, beautiful hair, so the cold cap helped the hair follicles from not falling out. Oh, right. okay. And then I started chemo. No more than two minutes in, I started having an allergic reaction and began to go into anaphylactic shock. Gracious. Wow. So, which means she can't breathe. Yeah. She said it was the scariest moment I have ever had in my life. They waited a few weeks yeah. and tried again. Okay. How terrifying. And she had the exact same reaction. Right. Why would it be different? Yeah. So it says, with COVID, there was no support groups at first, and most was done through Zoom. How much trauma do you think this caused, Edie? So significant, right? Just so significant. When we look at 
um, what trauma does in people's lives. And cancer is just one component of that, right? So for 40 years, I have been a recovery counselor. I have worked with individuals in recovery. So when my son Jonathan was diagnosed with cancer and eventually terminal cancer, where it took his life, I can say I had a lot of tools and I had a lot of coping, but when you are in the midst of all of those things, it doesn't seem to matter, right? Because we know that the brain has this fight-flight response. I call that the brain of war because it's trying to survive. And the whole time that a person is fighting through some of these traumatic events, we are trying to get to the brain of peace. The brain of peace in that executive functioning where we solve problems, we have linear thinking, we're able to look at a recipe and we're able to say, this is going to help my diet, this is going to help my nutrition factors, this is going to help my amino acids. Amino acids are key components to our neurotransmitters. Everything about cancer depletes every aspect of health and wellness. The needles, not healthy touch. Uh, the surgeries, pretty violent to your body. The chemotherapy, ripping through your system, trying to kill an invasion of a poison in your body, but you're putting a poison to kill the poison. Necessary, but really difficult. So, for the last few years as a trauma counselor, um, helping people to heal from trauma, I can tell you that... Um, several different traumas happened when we are in neglect, uh, nasty people abusing another human being. That's a traumatic event. Nature can be a trauma. Ice storms, firestorms, world pandemics, things shutting down, right? And some of those physical things that we go through. And um, in the mental health field, we say that individual trauma results from an event or a series of events, a set of circumstances or experiences that affect an individual physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it happens over a long period of time. It becomes harmful. Uh, very draining on your life, uh, has lasting adverse effects on an individual's functioning, their mental, physical, social, emotional, and spiritual well-being. But there is healing from all of those things as well. And I hope that in speaking about trauma just can be traumatic, right? Because there is not one of us that can look at the world pandemic and not say, oh, collectively then, on a world basis, we have all been experiencing a traumatic event because of the pandemic. We just heard a story about a remarkable woman who, because of the pandemic, her cancer um, experience was added to dramatically because of the world pandemic, the world shutdowns, right? And so, I, I can just say to anybody out there, if you are going through something that is difficult, find your tribe. Find your support systems. Amanda's nodding her head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find those groups that can help your basement brain, your brain of war, connect to your upstairs brain, your brain of peace, 
And in doing that, we have to start building pathways for health and wellness. That means our health and wellness goals and choices have to become intentional. And we need people around us to say, let me fix you these popsicles with the with the watermelon in them. Mm-hmm. Because when you are in a traumatic brain, when you are in a trauma brain, a fight, flight, freeze brain, you cannot think of those things, right? And so we need our tribes, our counselors, our mentors, our pastors, our physicians, um, our kick and cancer in the donkey uh, tribe to come alongside of us and say, you're not in this battle alone. I'm not sure I would have come out of this uh, as hopeful as I did without my faith and without my family, even though that was interrupted because of the traumas. Um, And and you, how long had you been doing that trauma counseling prior to Jonathan's diagnosis? How many years? I was actually in private practice in the Yakima area, and I worked with um, the Yakima tribe and other individuals in recovery. And recovery is recovery is recovery. I'm not just talking about recovering from substance abuse. I'm talking about recovering from traumatic events, right? right? And so I had been doing that for 20 plus years do you think before Jonathan. Years, do you think those 20 years prepared you for Jonathan? Absolutely, Did Baron. Did it make it any easier to get through it? Absolutely not, Baron. <laughs> <laughs> those were loaded questions, but... It's okay. Yeah. But, right? you, but you had been doing it for 20 years. Yes. So what mm-hmm. about... Yeah, I know. Amanda and I, who haven't been doing it for 20 years, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's even more traumatic for us. It's very it's very traumatic for individuals that just get thrown into those things. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say that um, the opportunity for listening to a radio program like this and then saying, oh, collectively then, we all have experienced some form of trauma, whether it was childhood trauma or uh, an illness trauma or a world pandemic. And so we can also learn from that. We can learn from each other. We can learn the steps that we have to take nutritionally, keeping our bodies in motion, being in nature, finding those new pathways that are healthy, the healthy touch. After you come out of cancer, you've been poked, you've been prodded, depending on what kind of a surgery you've had. That's not healthy touch, right? And so sometimes you can go in for massage therapy. You can go in for other avenues. Um, And we had a world pandemic that said, don't hold hands, don't hug. Don't get six feet apart. Stay six feet apart. And so we kind of contributed to the physical aspect of being traumatized, right? But today, I just want to say being trauma-informed means that we are all informed that we are collectively in situations that are difficult, hurtful, harmful, physically, mentally, spiritually, but likewise, we can all help each other get through that. And so, you know, give each other the right kinds of attention. Give each other the right kinds of acceptance and appreciation. Give each other the right kinds of affections. Um, and be kind. Whatever we one. do, we've got to be kind mm-hmm. and affirming. 
Well, Amanda always likes when I can bring something slightly shocking. Um, this book, The Anti-Cancer Living Book, is actually on our website. Um, when I found this book, it kind of set the trajectory for kicking cancer because he has six things. We use five of those six okay. in our organization. Um, it's written by Dr. Lorenzo Cohen. He has a Ph.D. He is the Director of Integrative Medicine at the MD Anderson, which means his job is prevention. Okay. So he's kind of credible guy. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. He has one whole section here on stress. And I wanted to read a little bit of this because I know right before we start recording, Dion, how about this? He says, everything that occurs in life, from the inception of a cell to daily events, big and small, to the dying breath of every living thing, is the result of a certain kind of friction of interaction, and we can call this kind of stimulus stress. Now, in the short term, stress response is very much a motivator of life, of actions. I mean, it's it's what motivates us to get better. Yes. Right? We need a little bit of it. A little bit of it. Uh Uh-huh. But when stress becomes chronic, when our life changes surpass our ability to effectively cope with them, it becomes problematic. After this point, stress can grow into an unrelenting burden on our body, mind, and spirit. Everything you're just talking about. And it has the capacity to undermine our health, contribute to disease, including cancer. Mm -hmm. So he goes on to say that there is nothing that can bring an acute mental, emotional, physical stress like a cancer diagnosis. Right. One minute you are living your life, and the very next... It is all up for grabs. Upside down. Completely. Yeah, I can't even imagine how much stress all these parents are going through. Yeah. Right. right? For many people, especially if the diagnosis is an advanced cancer, right. like Jonathan's, yes. you are thrust into an acute awareness of your own mortality. Right. The shock of a cancer diagnosis can even be quite traumatic. Yes, we know that. So at the end here, he says... Um, let's see. With more than 35% of early stage patients exhibiting signs of trauma, 35% of early stage patients, up to 80% of those with recurring cancer showing signs of trauma, successfully addressing the trauma of cancer is a crucial step in a patient's journey. Mm-hmm. And, and resilience, you're giving us some tips on how to address that. Resilience is built in each of us when we find those moments of peace and solitude, when we find that the cancer diagnosis is in remission, and we have time to heal. We have time to start those walks, get out in, you know, in the blue skies and the green trees. We have time to sit by the river and listen to the water. I think there's nothing like a cancer diagnosis um, to, to make you appreciate so many things about your life, right? Yeah. Your life shifts into so much gratitude in so many aspects. Um, and the things that you start to enjoy are just, just bring you life-giving joy, yeah. right? As opposed to now there's another hit. I kind of look at it like that first block, that first brick is easy to jump over. But every time a new diagnosis or a new hit comes, you start building a wall up and pretty soon that individual can't jump over those bricks, right? But those of us around them can get up on top of the bricks and we can help lift that person over. I love that. That's healing. I love that. There you go. I love that a lot. (laughs) Well, and I can can just tell uh, Dee Dee and I have been doing most of talking here because you've been doing most of crying. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow, because I know some of your family, 
I can only imagine the trauma that you went through when your little guy was going through his problems. Oh, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So you can probably relate to some of this stuff we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and just Ozzy's parents, you, mm-hmm. um, it's just hitting. <laughs> yes, well, I, it I, It's hitting my heart. We, we've my been heart. doing this for about a year, and, and I don't think either one of us had an idea how much trauma we would be just telling some of these stories. Yeah. Right? And I have to say to you guys, what are you doing to care for yourself? Because you are called into this battle to help people get over these brick walls just by the information that you put out on KSLM, right? Mm-hmm. And it that secondary trauma is just as effective in our lives as anything. And so... Every person out there that is dealing with anything, learn your own self-care. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Well, we're Absolutely. Gonna, we're going to get into where we're interested in the second half when it comes to self-care. I know we got to take a break Yep. Here. So I'm going to give a huge shout-out. Talking about self-care, don't make dinner tonight. Relax. Go get Odmo's pizza and just relax. I just right feel on. like... Today, just, yep, that's what I'm going to do. That's I had what I'm doing. last night. Thanks for the reminder. I had yes, last night. absolutely. And then Mark Creamer, absolutely amazing guy who is looking out for your for your best interests. Um, he is with Family Heritage Northwest. Um, he is an exclusive agent for Globe Life, the Family Heritage Division, where they protect families from financial devastation of cancer and other serious illnesses. Mark can be reached at 503-341-4345 or on his website at familyheritagenw.com. We'll be right back, guys. 